welcome to the Serpent Temple YouTube channel. We are going to be looking at the Bloodstock 2023 lineup today, and we're going to be going through some of the bands and saying who we're excited about because it's a great lineup. It's a very good lineup. So off the back of a successful Bloodstock 2022, which was scorching hot, not quite as hot as Hellfest, which we'll be covering also at some point in a separate episode. Indeed. But it was, I'm hoping, for slightly more conservative weather this year. I think. Um, but this year, it's looking very fucking good, especially for my tastes. So I think we'll start off with the headliners. You've got Killswitch Engage. Nice. Who, they are one of the kind of like, do you remember like at the turn of the millennium, you had like the whole new wave of American heavy metal thing that was going on. So there was a lot of bands that were getting a lot of like hype and backing in the scene. It's like Killswitch, Lamb of God, like Unearth, Shadows Fall. Like I, I actually, like I think like a lot of the old school metalheads were quite adverse to that because I think yeah. when when bands in the scene get an obvious push, like it's often not undeserved, but you think like there's other bands out there that are kind of like doing shit that might be a bit more exciting. But I personally loved all those bands and that's how the era I came up in. So it's going to be a massive nostalgia thing for me to see Killswitch live. And I've never seen them live. So and apparently they put on a good live show. Cool. So. I've never seen them live either. I never got into them. I was, um, I like just a bit elitist i guess when i was that young so i think that's why i didn't really listen to them that's fair i think yeah. um and the thing is what's interesting about kill switch is they are kind of like a different era of metalcore to be honest yeah they're what i would consider to be almost like the second wave first wave would be bands like converge and norma jean who had like more of a foot in hardcore um and like more kind of like angular kind of like dissonant punky riffs they are part of like the second wave which was heavily inspired by at the gates Mm. So it's like there's a massive amount of like mellow death and like sort of twin lead guitars and like you know just that melodic death sound that was really uh just prominent in the metalcore scene at that time like a lot of verse chorus like simple song structures but like kill switch were the best at it in my opinion so their album their second album alive or just breathing is still in my opinion probably the best metalcore album still and like it's um it'd be great if they were doing like an album show of that because i'm not too familiar with some of the later material uh, they did have a, a pretty famous uh, frontman change. So after a live was just breathing, Jesse Leach, the frontman, left and was replaced by Howard Jones. Mm. Um, so Howard Jones was on their third album, End of Heartache. And um, he's also got an absolutely amazing voice. His clean voice is actually ridiculous. Cool. Um, so he is... It's cool because there was always a debate in the scene or who's better, Jesse or Howard. And then Howard eventually left uh, and there's, Jesse is now back in the band. So it's a brief history for anybody that wasn't aware of the... Uh, of Killswitch Engage's uh, vocalist uh, timeline. I feel thoroughly educated. A band that I, I wasn't too elitist to listen to, however, when I was in my early teens, is In Flames. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is the thing. I have never listened to an In Flames album past Come Clarity. The thing is, they're kind of boring. I'm not going to lie. They are good, but, um, yeah... I stand by my statement. <laughs> I stand by my statement. Like boring live or boring on record? Um, they have some good songs, but I honestly haven't listened to them since I was a teenager. But even no. back then, I was—I just remember being like, I kind of don't want to listen to this anymore. Like it's kind of going on. Yeah. I. I, <laughs> I think we need to cut this bit as well. <laughs> I politely disagree. No, you're right. I know you guys like it. Um, they're good. I feel, I don't I don't hate them or anything. I just. They're just one of those bands that have become like, maybe I listened to them too much and they became filler. That could be what it is. Maybe. Just like, do you remember what kind of era it was you were listening to them? Or if it's 2006 era. 
<laughs> yeah, because you might have got them. At the, that would have been at the tail end when they were kind of going more towards a more commercial, almost new Could metal be. groovy kind of sound. I never really liked new metal, so yeah. it probably wasn't even that. I think yeah. it, <laughs> you're so disappointed in me. <laughs> if I know that. <laughs> I promised my mum wouldn't cry today, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the Jester race was bad. Yeah. Who? Album. Okay. So basically, In Flames, their earlier albums, for many, including myself, along with bands like At the Gates and Dark Tranquility, mm. it's kind of like the blueprint for melodic death metal. So I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's uh, probably why I listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jester Race, Lunar Strain, uh, Clayman, Horacle, like they're all really solid fucking albums. And they always had such a good ear for melody. Um, the guitarist, uh, Jesper Stromblad, I think his name is. Yeah. Doing that from memory, some of that. I thought you were just calling Strombald, him a, yeah. a term of endearment. <laughs> Stromblad. Hey, Stromblad. <laughs> but but he, um, he has such a great ear for melody. And I think he's still in the band. Oh, cool. Like I said, I'm not too up to date with Inflames' current uh, incarnation. I know it's still Anders, the vocalist. He's like the longest member. He had Bjorn Shalot was also uh, one of the guitarists. Left. Am I even getting the names right? I mean, it's, yeah, what? Jesper Stromblad, he left. Okay. He's not in the band anymore. Oh, you're such a good name. But out of the three, obviously, In Flames, I was into In Flames the least out of At the Gates and Dark Tranquility. Yeah, I love Dark Tranquility. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I've liked them for a long time. And I they were amazing at Bloodstock last year. They played, they headlined the Thursday on the Sophie tent. And they were really good. Mm. Um, but no, but like, and, but like this incarnation of In Flames that will be playing will be more of what they've been doing recently, which is kind of like more in the rock alternative rock right. territory. Maybe that is what I heard. Maybe I just heard some of their like newer, more commercial stuff. And I Maybe, was like, I mean, it's, it's night and day what they do now compared yeah. to what the band they were back then. It kind of like, it's, it's a very similar shift to kind of like what Opeth did. Not, not musically in terms of the genres that, that... Right, so they just kind of switch genres. Yeah, they just they yeah. have like switched up massively. And, okay. But apparently their live show, like similar to what Opeth do, is quite a good mix of the sounds. They found a way of incorporating... Uh, different uh, elements of all eras of the band into the set list. Fair enough, fair enough. So I'll, pro- I'll, pro- I'll probably watch them. I'll watch Gate Creeper if I'm there, for sure. Gate Creeper, amazing life. I love Gate Creeper. They're really yeah. good. Like, it would be, they're, they're playing the main stage, so it would be interesting to see them uh, out in the open. I saw mm. them at the Underworld last year, and it was it was in the summer, so it was, like, really fucking hot. And, um, and the Underworld gets warm anyway. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, I've never seen so many people crammed underneath those AC units. And they were just, they were just absolutely dripping. That's so funny. But it was it was a really good fucking set. And I think they were supported by Celestial Sanctuary. Oh, cool. Who uh, are That's British. also a magic card. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's, a, it's, from. it's also a land. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a, it's a blue-white land. I think it comes in tapped. Celestial Sanctuary. It doesn't really matter, to be honest. It's but they're not making some big waves. They keep, they keep popping up in a lot of support slots for a lot of tours that I see. And they were actually really good. So mm. I keep meaning to check them out a bit. I know they had an album that dropped last year. So I will be checking that out. Yeah, Gate Creeper, a band I'm looking forward to. Um, you are a Meshuggah appreciator, are you not? My first ever band shirt was a Meshuggah shirt. Oh, nice. Yeah, Obzen still got it. Yeah. I found it the other day, actually. Um, yeah, and I actually saw them play the first time at Bloodstock. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I must have not went that year, because I think I had such a... Um, I went download when, when it first came back, and um, just it was one of the years where the rain was really bad, and I just had a oh. torrid time. I had not, no fault at all to any of the organisers, but I was just like, I'm not doing camping or festivals for a while. So I had like a I massive like hiatus camping. until yeah. 2012. I was just like, ah, I might do festivals again. Hmm. But it's... Uh, no, that's cool. It's... Uh, 
I saw them perform. They were doing like a special 25 year anniversary set at the Roundhouse. It's like a two hour long set. And Ooh, it was just two so hours fucking of good. Sugar. And they'd done shit in chronological order. So they started from like, oh. the, so they'd done it like up leading to the new album. That is just such a trip. Doing like a two hour set of that kind of music. Fuck, yeah. Man, that's, that's so impressive. It was so fucking good. And the light show, as anyone who's been to a Sugar show knows, it's fucking amazing. Like yeah, it's really man. pulsating and kind of oh. like really rhythmic. And like, you know, uh, Thomas Harker it's is. It's got just... to be rhythmic. Otherwise, they're screwed. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't be. I mean, they probably do have some strobe lights, but it can't be like a. <laughs> Disco lights. I think even if you don't have epilepsy, you'd have a seizure if they did strobe lights. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. And they've got a headline in slots, so that's going to be cool. That's going to be great. I uh, hope wait. they play Future Breed Machine. Because oh, that is, such that a good ha- song. The best breakdown in history. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> stop bobbing my head like a pigeon. Triptychon performing Celtic Frost. That's going to be amazing. And that's wild, actually. That's because one thing Bloodstock is not really known for is doing like kind of like special sets. Like, kinda, like The Roadburn kind of thing that yeah. Damnation were also doing last year. So that's going to be quite wild. And I think that's actually going to be some good business for them. Because mm. as we know, I, I still think there's a lot of people out there who would be massive Celtic Frost fans that haven't made the jump to listening to Triptychon yet. Which is essentially, I mean, it's a continuation yeah. of Celtic Frost. So listen to them. They're really fucking good. Uh, yeah. yeah, like those albums are amazing. Like fucking like this, the track Altar of Deceit off their second album. I'm not even going to try and... Melina Casmata, I think, is their second yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, such a good fucking song. Um, the Tree of Suffocating Souls, such oh, a great track yeah, as well. Man. Yeah, because it's like a continuation from um, uh, what's it called? Yeah, yeah, it's a kind of a legal thing, really. <laughs> I was going to pronounce it, but I was like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> you just you. I was going to try and say, man, I can't even say it now. <laughs> I'm not even going there. <laughs> Oh, bless. Oh, God. You just became like, your throat muscles became like an HR Geiger painting all just like knitted together. Do you know, it reminds me of, oh, I've got to say this because it was such a, such a good story. Me and um, me and my cousin, and I know you share this appreciation as well for people that like fuck up their words. Oh, like it, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's so fucking funny. Me and my cousin were watching, like this was years ago, one of those like club rep programs. And they're like, they're interviewing this guy who was, and they were asking people when they lost their virginity. Those shows have not aged well. Like, you go back and watch those shows, you're like Euro trash and all that sort of shit. Like, that is so, it's so pervy. <laughs> we're watching this program where these, these, these people were going around asking people when they lost their virginity. And they asked this guy, and so clearly this guy was still. He had lost it. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, just, uh, and he was describing how he'd done it, but he fucked up the word virginity. <laughs> So me and my cousin still quote this to the day. He was like, yeah, so I met a girl in the bar, uh, took her home and I lost my virginity. <laughs> it's just the way he like flared his tongue out at the end just has stayed with us for years. <laughs> oh, but, I hope he finds it again. But that's what that reminded me of when I was trying to pronounce that particular Celtic Frost album. That's incredible. Well, at least you weren't asked how you lost your virginity. That would have been more awkward. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from that, uh, Des Fafara crops up again, Devil Driver. Yeah, once again, I'm so ambivalent towards them. Never- <laughs> Likewise. Yeah. Just never really given them a chance, to be honest. So, I mean, I've never really listened to them. But, I mean, what I have heard just hasn't really captured me. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, I was never a Cold Chamber fan. I was never big into Devil Driver. Me neither. So. I mean, he was, I, I, yeah, I'm not going to tell that story. Um, Knocked Loose, uh, they're good. Knocked Loose are amazing. Yeah. They headlined one of the nights at Outbreak, and obviously the crowd here is not going to be a hardcore crowd, so it might be a bit different. But I wonder how it will compare. That show was violent. And what's cool about Knocked Loose is, is um, 
they're so much more than they appear to be once you start listening to them. Mm. So like on the surface, you think it's just kind of like your standard, like beat down, hardcore, kind of like throwing down sort of thing. But there's so many layers to them when you listen to some of their latest stuff. Like, you know, there's like, there's elements of death metal in there, like even like a bit of like black metal. There's some cool like ambient moments in some of the track. They do some really interesting shit and some really creative riff writing. Yeah. So I think people slot, uh, sleep on and knock loose a lot because I feel like the name and, and the image kind of, uh, conveys something that isn't fully accurate for like the sort of talented band they are. Hmm. So that'd be good. It'd be interesting to see how they go down in front of a metal crowd because I yeah, think... Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. so I, th- I think people will be into it because for the last few years, Bloodstock has kind of been gearing towards that kind of... More diverse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, not just solely, you know, like your European traditional like black metal, death metal, Honestly, power metal. Honestly, I think it's great. Like, seeing Knocked Loose, Triptychon and Meshuggah on, like, in a single evening is going to be so cool. Yeah. It's a really diverse lineup. Um, like, you know, it's, um, I just realized you're going for it, that you've got the actual, like, proper running times of the, yeah. I've just got the loose band one, which is just oh, got them that, all jumbled together. That, I'm on the website. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, the only thing I'm worried about is Zelenada clashing with um, any of those three bands. Um, they're so, also playing the Saturday. So they play on the Saturday. So they're headlining it, Sophie Lancaster stage. So they're headlining. Meshuggah's on the Saturday, are they? Yeah. Yeah, so if Meshuggah are playing the Saturday, then Zeonada will likely be on after Meshuggah. Ooh, because that's what, a good way to close the night. Because the Sophie bands, the Sophie headliner used to always clash with the main stage headliner. Mm. But because of an accident, one year Megadeth were playing in 2014 and Satan were due to play the Sophie stage at the same time. But apparently, this is what I heard, so this could be wrong. Apparently Dave, did, Dave Mustaine didn't want a band on at the same time as him. So he requested that. That's Satan, actually kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. So he requested that they that that the other band wait or or just that whoever was due to play just played wait. afterwards. I mean, I'm assuming he did that so that he didn't steal the crowd, right? Potentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I think so. Yeah. Or it was either he didn't want to steal the crowd or he wanted more of the crowd for himself, whichever way you look at it. I suppose I don't know. It benefits Satan. Yeah, exactly. And I they think. had a massive crowd because then Perfect. everybody that was watching Megadeth they go and came watch to Satan. the tent and then Satan was the last nice. band of the festival and it was yeah. great. It was like a great like trad metal evening to close off the festival. And then after that, Bloodstock just started doing it that way anyway. So the Soviet headline there. Yeah, it does. Yeah, also sense. in terms of electricity usage as well, because sometimes you get outages when yeah. there's like stuff like that. Like Manowar will do that all the fucking time. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that, it's funny you say that, because I think that's what happens when I think it was 2015, Flesh Gods were playing at the same time as Within Temptation. Mm. I think there was some technical difficulties because I think they both had quite elaborate kind of stage wow. setups and, uh, and yeah, something happened. Because it's happens. all like remote. Like, yeah, I, I guess it makes sense. And then maybe Megadeth probably had like some really power uh, guzzling gear. Who knows? But, but hopefully there isn't a clash there because that would be a brutal one to be fair. It would be brutal, yeah. Because I've never seen Zelenard or... I really want to see them. But I also, I haven't seen Meshuggah in like over no. 10 years. It's funny because they actually support Meshuggah at the oh. Royal Albert Hall. So it's like oh. quite poetic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably, they're probably on the same um, booking agent. That's probably why they're on the same yeah. lineup. Yeah. Might be the same. They might both be Nuclear Blast. Mm. I'm only basing this off the fact that I know Meshuggah were definitely Nuclear Blast at some point. Yeah. I don't know about now. Because I don't, I don't really keep up to date with like who's on what label. Got a anymore. lot of um, bands, Nuclear Blast and um, Century Media. Century Media and Napalm just seem to be taking up a lot of bands at the yeah, moment. Yeah, Napalm is a name I keep seeing more and more these days. I feel like I've seen more and more bands I think on Cryptic that label. Shift just signed to them or Nuclear Blast. Yeah, I can't remember which one. I yeah. know Jesus Peace just signed to Century Media. I think. 
Cool. Which is cool. I wonder if they're all subsidiaries of something bigger. Potentially. But it's it's a good sign. It's a really good sign that a lot of bands are getting signed right now. Yeah. It means that like people do think that there's longevity to the music scene, which is what we need after all this crap. Uh, I feel like shit's coming back. You know. Yeah. Most of the shows I've been to have been either sold out or had really good crowds. Yeah. And I think you know, there's one thing you can say about like the the heavy music community is the fact that. They've always been such supporters of the live scene. Totally, it's so important. And it's yeah. like you know, and you don't really see. It. And I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of uh, like an ardent fan of many other genres. Mm. So I'm sure jazz has got a very dedicated scene as well, yeah. as does like hip hop and stuff. But like, I feel like you know, metal scene. It's it's really it's got such a community feeling to it. Like it's quite a tight knit community, which has its pop, uh, positives and negatives. Mm. But it's uh, overall like I, I feel like everyone was just so glad that shows were happening again. And I feel like things are going from strength to strength. Obviously, there's still a lot of logistical nightmares to work out, you know, oh, especially yeah. everybody traveling from places like the States, for example. Like, you know, it's hard for these bands to even break even. It was hard for them to break even pre-pandemic. Yeah. So, like, a lot of these guys are just saying, like, well, we can't afford to run a tour at a loss. So It's true. Like, performing shows is, is more like a marketing exercise now than it yeah. is, like, a money-making thing. Yeah. Interestingly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's next? Uh, Crowbar? Love Crowbar. Yeah. Kirk Weinstein, absolute riff master. Yeah. Well, you had he gave. Um, Earn. Earn <laughs> uh, the goods. I enjoy Earn. Earn. Seen them like that. that <laughs> fucking hell. This is why we don't film episodes back to back. The language systems are going. We're shutting down. Kirk Frost has just ruined me. Just. Uh, <laughs> Nice. But no, it's, um, they're really good. Seen them live a few times. Uh, I think they played either last year or 2021. Uh, they were playing, um, they supported, um, who did I see them support? <laughs> I was going to say Demolich, but it wasn't Demolich. It wasn't Demolich. It was, it was Mithras and um, who else was it that was supporting? Concrete Winds. Concrete, Concrete Winds. Winds. Oh, they're actually quite good. I, I keep meaning to check, check out, uh, con- check out, check out Concrete Winds. <laughs> Fucking hell, diabolical. <laughs> I keep meaning to cheek out. <laughs> this is great. Sounds like this. something you do before, like some prep you do before you start squatting. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to cheek out first. And, uh, get your, your squat yeah. plug in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming SA is Sonata Artica, right? Is that, am well, I making that up? This one, sacred, right? No, SA. There's a band I don't know SA. who the fuck that is. Oh, oh Steve being Akira. Okay, because I've got the logos, but not the uh, band names. I think they're like a new metal band. It I looks new metal. It's even new Sounds metal like or fresh. Metal. It could be freshy. I, don't, I, I feel That's like I've the... seen, I feel like they're, they're blurb a few times. Oh, oh, you actually, you can actually click on them and it tells you about the bands. Steve being Akira. I feel like they're new metal. I'm pretty sure I've read a blurb about them at some point. And they've got like, this kind of electronic, kind of tinged, New with an umlaut vibe about them. Six-piece electronic new core band. That was pretty spot from Portsmouth. Portsmouth. I didn't realise they were British. New core from Portsmouth. There you go. Never listened to them, but that's something a bit different. You're not going to get too much of that on the lineup this year. No, or Megadeth are playing on the Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Supported by Halloween. That'll be fun. Oh, is it Halloween subbing? I see. In my head, I thought Halloween was subbing. Behind uh, before Meshuggah, but it's, it's before Megadeth. They're on Sunday before Megadeth. That's great because it gives me something to look forward to on Sunday because it's always the weakest day for me. So that that'd be great. And yeah. I know in my friend group, I'll probably be watching Halloween alone because no one else oh, likes them. I so. mean, if we're there, we'll be watching them. I love nice. Halloween. They're so Decapitated, good. they're going to be great. 
sepultura, yep. you could uh, loudly exclaim that they're really close by. Because <laughs> we, we were at, um, what show were we at? Oh, we shit. Yeah. Oh, is it a, okay. It was a fucking. It was uh, the Death Fest. A def, UK Death Fest. Yeah, we yeah. went to see uh, uh, Hellhammer. <laughs> Hellhammer. We watched them sound check, yeah. We watched Sacramentum as well. They were good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I don't mean to be so insulting. That was legit, like, not intended to be that bitchy, but it came out really so I can, I can procre- well, he, well, I mean, he won't be there, but if Igor Cavalera is nearby, I'll uh, make sure to proclaim loudly. <laughs> that <laughs> Proclaim, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Proclaim. I'll make sure I proclaim. <laughs> the proclaimers. That's incredible. Rigor Cavarera. Forgive, forgive me, I haven't spoken this much for like three months. We've got to do the pod more often. Though. <laughs> oh, this shit is wild, man. What is going on? I feel, do you know what I feel like? There's a great interview of Jeff Walker from like the Headbangers Bowl. And he's obviously got like dry mouth. He keeps licking his. Uh, I feel like him at the moment. I feel like the more I fuck up my words, the drier my mouth is getting. Do you want some water? I'd love some water. Yeah, <laughs> like some water. my mouth is dry we as need shit. To hydrate Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really dry. Oh, bless you. Oh god. Oh, no. Good times. Good times. Where well. are we up to? Where well, are we up we'll to? We'll keep going while Shem fetches you some sustenance. Um, Supple Jura, Ugly Kid Joe. I don't know who they are. That's a weird fucking booking. Ugly yeah. Kid Joe, uh, like, um, God, I don't even know how to They've, describe from them. From California. They had a big hit called Everything About You. It's one of the only tracks I know. Uh, they covered that cat in the cradle song. Yeah. The cat's in the cradle with a silver spoon. Oh. Probably got the lyrics wrong, but <laughs> that's how the melody goes. I, I know what you're talking about. Apparently they, they have lots of styles, including southern funk rap, hard rock and frash which is a lot of very different things frash funk frash funk i would listen nice. to that yeah fair enough yeah i mean i might give them a bit of a listen closer to the time see if it tickles my fancy yeah. uh, this is the first time they played live in like years no like, way which i think maybe even like just under two decades good lord so i think this is quite a big coup for them i know vicky's a big fan of them fair enough uh, all so, hell the yeti another band i've not don't know never listened to them seen the name couldn't tell you anything about them. Apparently, they're influenced by uh, I Hate God, Down Crowbar, and Pantera, which is a lot of bands. Oh, that whole Nola thing. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's it. They look kind of Nola y. Cool. Yes. Uh, I'll be getting my Nola fix with Crowbar. Nice. Mm. Oh, I think the cat's in the house because I hear my mum oh, nice. <laughs> crooning a uh, cat. And then there's a, an incomprehensible logo. Ooh, hi. No idea. UNESCO. Oh, it's Mongolian fruit singing. No way. Yeah, that'd be cool. Shit. So that the, sounds the, good. that's the take on like um yeah, getting the interest in like Mongolian music in. That's cool, man. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't afford the who, yeah. I, I didn't want to say it, but I'm glad that they're getting yeah. they're getting some uh exposure. And then Dead Label, who I also do not know. Seen the name, pretty sure they're death metal bands. Uh, seen the name knocking about on the scene, but I couldn't tell you anything about them. The Irish Groove Metal Titans, apparently. Yeah. Oh nice. There you go. Yeah. But I'll probably check that out. Fit for an autopsy of plane, one of the more um, progressive deathcore bands out there. They, they, do, they do a lot of interesting, um, cool shit. Um, Will, the singer, is uh, Will Putney, I believe his name is. He's also uh, involved in that um, supergroup project. Oh, what are they called? It's got the guy from Counterparts. End. Thank you. Mm. So uh, my mate uh, Paddy saw them live at the Boston Arms Music Room, said that was one of the most raucous gigs he's been to. Wow. But fit for an autopsy, really good band. 
Why are Gutalaks playing Bloodstock? I mean, I'm going to go watch them. But yeah, so they'd be on the selfie not, stage, right? I had no idea that they were playing. That they, why? There's quite are a they, few interesting bands on the selfie stage this year. You've got Biohazard. Biohazard and Gutalaks. I'm so excited for Biohazard. They're cool. Well, the last time they played, that was on the main stage. You had a massive stage invasion. It was super cool. The bassist of Gutalaks is called Kebab. Kebab. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like, all their songs are about poo, so that's why I'm a bit surprised. You sometimes get a few gore-grindy, kind of brutal death metal bands playing Bloodstock. Yeah, like it's, uh... fair enough, man. I mean, I have actually always wanted to see them live, so... Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. That'd be interesting. It'll be interesting. So definitely more like a brutal assault kind of band. or like Yeah, a... I get you. They're from the or Czech. Or obscene extreme. They're Czech Republic, guys. Uh, King 810 are playing again. Uh, well, that's so unsurprising, basically. Fair, like, they always book them, so... Yeah, so they, uh, yeah, I think they played once before. I think Vicky's close friends with uh, David Gunn. I think, yeah, they're just fans, which is, you know, if you like a band and you book them, then... That's... Yeah, I think the guitarist actually didn't get through customs last time. No. So just the bassist, the drummer and the vocalist oh, on stage Oh, so that's probably time. why they're doing it. Okay, yeah, maybe yeah. sister, because I think oh, it was, was some bullshit. There was like some shit got held up in customs. Oh. Uh, an interesting oh. thing, a band that are playing is Nonpoint. Who are they? Nonpoint are like a third wave new metal band from like the mid-2000s. There's three waves? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's about third wave. First wave would be like, you know, your, your corns and your, uh, your slipknots. What's the second then? Second wave, I'd say Tap probably root? be like edema. Yeah. I don't know Taproot. Edema is like a medical condition. 36 Crazy Fists. Let's call that new metal. Are they second? Well, I thought, I thought 9.0 is around that kind of thing. Oh, they might be second, Jeff. Yeah, I'd say maybe. I really don't like, know let, much about new metal. Let's say for there's only two waves in new metal. Oh, okay. They'd definitely be the second wave. Um, they're, they're kind of a bit like Seven Dust. Um, they've got like a bit, they've got, there's like, got some rap elements to the music. But the reason I know the band and some of their songs is because uh, the WWE games used to always use their songs for the soundtracks. Cool. So there's like three songs that I know, like every word to, because they'd always be playing in the background of the <laughs> WWE games. Where I spent five hours making myself as a wrestler. That's amazing. And it was, um, it's fine, I'd always make them like super tall. We'd be like seven foot four, like super, super massive. And I was just like, just living vicariously through a, uh, WB create a wrestler function. Uh, if there was like um like a drug where you injected it into your like your groin and then you just beca- became part of like a wrestling game, I would take it. Yeah, I, it would be, be cool. like a Black Mirror episode. It would be terrible and ethically like really weird, but I w- I would love to experience that. That'd be sick. Yeah, I've always it's, it's like how they do the game as well. They get uh one of the wrestlers that used to be the Hardy Boys. Mm. Sorry, excuse me. They would get them to do uh, mocap. And they'd be the ones doing all the moves. And oh, that's it's, so cool! Uh, it's quite cool because they do a really good job of like capturing like how accurate like all the mannerisms and like certain like things that they do while doing the move, like just just movements and shit. Like it always, I've I've not played a wrestling game for a very long time, but like some of the earlier games, some of the most fun you can have are playing a game. But yeah, that's why I'm familiar with Nonpoint. Fair enough, man. Yeah. So that was an interesting booking. Um, didn't know they were kicking about still. So. My uh, favourite booking is Church of the Cosmic Skull. Yeah, that's going to be cool. That's going to be really, really cool. That's yeah. a good book and something a bit different as well. I yeah. Think. I mean, interviewing Caroline last year was like one of the best things. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a really good interview. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Who else is that? Is that Tuscar? Tuscar are great. Tuscar are playing. Uh, Casket Feeder are playing. They're a really good kind of like... Sick. Um, kind of like hardcore influenced uh, death metal bands. Uh, they were actually playing the second day of the uh, reality unfolds, the uh, hardcore old day that... I went to, but I just, I just couldn't make it to the second day. But they also played Bloodstock in 2021 on the new Blood stage, and they put on a really, really good show. So I'm glad to see them back. 
on the Sophie stage. So I think that's going to be um, looking forward to that. And you're also playing, yeah, a lot of bands I've never heard of. It's no point mentioning them. Frozen Soul are playing. There's a uh, band called uh, Brothers of Metal. I've never listened to. There's eight members and they come from uh, a place, but I'm pretty sure it's like a Manowar worship band. That's what I, I was thinking when you said it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, def- that's definitely looks like a Manowar I can't wait to band. see them. That's brilliant. Prophecy of Ragnarok is the name of that album. Nice. Yeah. I think uh, that's more or less all the bands announced at the moment. The lineup is more or less complete at this point, I would say. Yeah, cool. Um, so, and that will be taking place the 10th to the 13th of August. So it's one of the years that doesn't clash with my birthday. Oh. So it's like it's inter- it, like it interchanges. So one year it clashes with my birthday because it's the week before. And the next year it's the other one. So it's not like, like I really celebrate my birthday anyway. Oh. But it's, sorry, you that sounded have, really you do have a, tragic, did not it? I know you have like a cup of coffee. Right. Well, what I used to do was, well, I gave up caffeine in 2013 for anyone interested. (laughs) And it was uh, the best thing I ever did. But so what I would do was, because I didn't want to deprive myself of joy all year round, was I would have a cup of coffee for one on my birthday, one on Christmas Day, one on New Year's Day. Mm. But what I do now is, I basically, I don't have them on those days anymore. And basically, I just have them when I'm at a festival. Oh, yeah, so that makes like sense. You kind of need it. Exactly. Because yeah. I, 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 do, I do fucking need it, to be honest. It, when when, the... Now that I'm at the midway point of the 30s, I just feel like it's like I've not taken the necessary steps to uh, ensure I can survive a festival period without some form of stimulant. That is something I have noticed. There was like a kind of a two year break between me going to like a proper metal festival and I got so tired at Hellfest. I was like, I want to so go to bed. So fucking tired. And the thing yeah. is, I don't know. I'm kudos to you guys for surviving Hellfest. It was a two week Hellfest, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. It was long and it was like 10 degrees warmer than Bloodstock was. And that was unbearable. So I can only imagine how fucking tiresome. And, and you guys were out there like fucking securing all these amazing interviews and. Working your magic, getting access to certain places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, access. I, like, I was just trying to survive. Like, I, was doing, <laughs> I wasn't doing anything Serpent Temple related at Bloodstock. I was just like fucking hiding from the sun. I think if you're camping, it's harder though. We weren't camping. We, we oh, like Shem would have to drive for like an hour and a half. But yeah. to be honest, it was kind of worth it. Oh, okay, that, that's yeah. fair. So but the only band we haven't mentioned, main band on the lineup is Anthrax, who I've never been the biggest fan of, but it's... Uh, it's a good time if you like Anthrax and you like thrash music. It's they put in a good show. Yeah, got a few sing along hits, Indians, um, Caught in the Mosh. Um, what's the other one? The other I big one. I really don't know. No. <laughs> I, I, can see, I can see the panic in your eye. <laughs> don't ask me. Don't ask me. <laughs> yeah, two of the big ones. I can't. I can't name three Anthrax songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're always the least favorite of the big four for me. So but. I I never really listened to them. Like. Um... If I have, I've forgotten, I'm afraid. Yeah, no, it's, um, well, I've been t- telling you guys, I've been making a conscious effort to, um, like, do, like, like revisit a lot of the classic bands' entire discographies. Yeah. So I finished Black Sabbath. Oh, yeah. Which was interesting. Like, the Tony Martin albums in the 90s are not as bad as people would have you believe. Interesting. Like, they're actually quite good. Like, there's one album, Tear, which is really good. Um, and just, yeah, they're actually not bad. Like, overall, it's, it's like, it is like listening to different bands across the discography because they did have like you know a lot of membership changes and uh membership change sounds like it's a gym it's like a black sabbath gym they raised the membership <laughs> price and so ozzy had to leave but it was cool like because it's, it's so interesting how members would always come in and come back like dio did an album he did dehumanizer like after a few tony martin albums and then left again and then mm. like it's like a, just a revolving door of 
Frontmen. And obviously the last album, which actually that's the only one I haven't listened to. Sorry, tell a lie, I've not listened to the 13 yet, which was the one with everyone bar Bill Ward. Mm. And they had the, um, what's the name, Brad Welks from mm. Rage Against the Machine drumming. Yeah, that's sick. Uh, and it's, I'm doing Iron Maiden next. So I'm oh. biting the bullet. Never been a big Maiden fan. Never really listened to an album in full. So that's what I'll be doing next. If you come, if I see you like uh, festooned in Union <laughs> Jacks, <laughs> next time I see you, I'll take it that you like it. Yeah, in two weeks' time, if I've got like a skullet and a denim patch jacket, <laughs> that's when you know. This patch jacket only has Iron Maiden patches. Yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, a legit thing that I have seen many times. Just yeah. come like a massive Eddie tattoo on my arm. Oh Just, my goodness, go for yeah, it. So I'll let you know, I'll keep you updated on that. Yeah, I mean, no shade on people who like Iron Maiden, but um, I don't like Iron Maiden. Yeah, it's just never been my thing. Now, um, I'm going to give them a shot, though, because I feel like I I can't really um, call myself a fan of this type of music if I haven't. No, I can. That sounds a bit fucking. Yeah, I mean, but like, I feel like me personally, the completionist I am. (laughs) You have to collect them all. Yeah. Like the Thanos. Of metal bands. You're like the about. Ash Ketchum of metal bands. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I prefer Thanos, but I'll take Ash Ketchum. <laughs> a bit of both, yeah. Yeah, he's got to be... He's, uh, he's gone from the show now, isn't he? Who, Ash Ketchum? Yeah, I think he's finally won the league. What? Yeah, no, I remember people like... I know there was like an episode everyone cried about, but I, I don't want to know what happens. Oh, well, I, 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 well, I'm afraid. I've just told you what's happened. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> what? Yeah, so no. like, he's, I think he's done. He's, he's, he's won the league and he is off to... I know Ho-Oh comes back and like, this is pathetic, but the first time I caught Ho-Oh in Pokemon Gold, it's like the rainbow bird. I cried. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just... like... <laughs> oh, is, is it everything okay, mum? Hello. We're recording. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> the cat's here. Oh, brilliant. The cat's here, everyone. Oh, it's a, such a, it's a really cute cat. To it's be fair. an amazing cat. It's worth interrupting the podcast for. I'm, honestly, we keep, we keep this bit in. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I say so. Cool. Yeah, but no, I think that more or less covers Bloodstock, right? Yeah, like, uh, I think we've done, no? we've completed Bloodstock for now. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll provide updates on that. So thanks for watching, guys. Uh, let us know if you have any recommendations for any of the bands that we haven't covered. Feel free to like and subscribe because that would be really nice and we'd love that. And um, we reply to our comments. We um, have an email if you want to send in questions or insults or compliments. Um, it's <laughs> going to be in the description of the video because I can't remember it off the top of my <laughs> head. Uh, but yeah, thanks for watching. Till next time. Bye. Peace.